Hey kids, this is your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles, stopping in before the episode just to let you all know about a little bit of exciting news. Uh, my spooky gay family has been running now for about a year, and we are very, very happy to be creating this amazing, amazing, spoopy little family on here with you guys. And um, I wanted to let you all know that we actually recently were nominated for a Nightlife Award in New York City. There's a huge uh, sort of nightlife ceremony that happens every year called the Glam Awards, and it is kind of the best in, in nightlife gets honored. And my spooky gay family was honored with a nomination for best podcast. And we uh, obviously don't like to, we don't like to put all of our, our weight and self-worth behind a little trophy. But if you would like to uh, cast a vote so that we can win a trophy, <laughs> you can certainly do that by going to glamawards.net and going to vote. And there you will see that uh, you can vote for My Spooky Gay Family for Best Podcast at the Glam Awards. And you can also vote for Pissy Miles for Best Hostess. And you can vote for the Pissy Miles Variety Hour for Best Special. Uh, it has been quite a year. We have all been working very hard. And um, it has been such a joy to get to see that we our little podcast has been nominated for an award. And... It has been such a joy, not only to share that with all of you, but to share that with Sam, who uh, just continues to blow my mind with uh, the amount of nonsense she'll let me get away with. <laughs> so if you have a spare moment, please head on over to GlamAwards.net and uh, you can go to the vote tab and you can vote for my spooky gay family for best podcast. It is very much appreciated. And... Uh, we, we hope that you guys are enjoying your holiday season. We hope that you are all staying safe and healthy. So without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode. Hey there, spoops, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. family. I tried. You did it. Hello, 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 Sam Baxter. Hello, Pissy Miles. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm apparently just having uh, one of those nights where like bizarre shit is happening. Uh, like what? Well, for one thing, um, before we started recording, obviously I had a cup of coffee because I, I sound like I've been doing cocaine. But um I was I was getting ready like we were getting ready to start recording and I I set up everything in the program and you know we, I I made sure that we had all the materials that we needed and then I was like oh my god I was like oh my god my my windscreen smells like coffee and then I was like 
idiot, you're just breathing into it. Like it's, it's your breath. Your breath smells like coffee. And I was like, I was like, did someone spill coffee on my windscreen? What happened here? I was like, why? Why is, why is my co- my windscreen smell like coffee? I was wondering why you were sniffing it. I was. It, it took me a second, uh, probably was, longer than I should admit. I was concerned for you. <laughs> you should be concerned for me. Um, and then I've been having like all these like. I don't know what it is about my technical abilities tonight. I'm just failing over and over again. I uh, I kept accidentally hitting record. So I was like recording stupid pieces of our conversation that weren't meant to be recorded. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Everything is happening wrong. So then I went to hit record when it was actually time to start and it like wouldn't start recording. And I was like, what tech gremlin is just fucking up my entire night? <laughs> Hi kids, welcome to another episode. <laughs> we are very happy to be back. This is uh, it is my second favorite day of the month. <laughs> it is Christmas Eve and I am very excited to be here. Right? It is Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. It is yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not Christmas Eve right now. Um we are recording of course a week in advance. So, uh it is for all intents and purposes Christmas Eve. I turned on my Christmas tree just so we could record this episode because it is Christmas. Uh I opened my blinds so the people outside could see my Christmas tree. I feel very excited. I feel jovial because I am obese. <laughs> I didn't get to jiggle my belly like a fu- a bowl full of jelly. Oh, you don't watch Friends? No, I don't. Oh my goodness. That's okay. I, I was actually going to ask you because I did the hello, hello, hello. Uh, do you, have you ever watched the comeback? I haven't, no. Oh, it's so good. It is, it's one of those like awkward humor shows. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little rough. Sarah definitely <laughs> could not handle it. Um, but you might like it. It's very funny. Lisa Kudrow is so fucking talented. She is like, in my book, she is like Meryl Streep <laughs> level. She It's like Meryl Streep and uh, Lisa Kudrow could play Batman. That's how I feel about <laughs> Lisa Kudrow. I just think she's so smart. If you watch that, if you watch web therapy, any one of her like kind of independent forays, after friends it's like oh you were a star like she is a star okay it's so good don't you love lisa kudrow i do like lisa kudrow a great deal (laughs) but you won't say you love her (laughs) you're a bad lesbian lesbians always say they love you (laughs) what (laughs) that's they they just they love everybody That has not been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm on a very short list. Uh, uh, what kind of a list would it be? Is it the, the list? Of, list? <laughs> the list of people lesbians don't love. That's not, you're married. That's you, one you person found and one. she's bi. Oh, please. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, she is a lesbian. <laughs> if If you asked someone on the street who, when she was holding your hand, if she was a lesbian, they would say yes. Yes, she's half lesbian. She's she's lesbianese. <laughs> <laughs> I am not erasing bisexuality. I fully understand that it is two different things. I am just kidding. Um, that said, I I feel like I always have to clarify now when I when I joke about something like that because I I do understand that 
bisexual people do face a lot of erasure, but um, I still like to make jokes, so it's, it's a safe space. <laughs> know that if I ever make a joke like that in the future, it is not coming from a place of hatred or of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disbelief? Not disbelief. Ignorance, Ignorance I guess, is the, the real word, the, like in the English language, that <laughs> it, it would be... <laughs> We were doing this episode in Welsh. Oh, well, I, I don't know any. I don't know anything in Welsh. Can you say anything in Welsh? No, I can't. Oh, I it's gonna be a short can't. episode. <laughs> 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 I can probably speak better Swedish than I can Welsh. I mean, if you're doing like the Swedish chef Swedish, then yeah. Bosborgendorf in Norgen. Port port. Gobla gobla humongo. <laughs> 14 unsubscribes right there. Um, (laughs) Our whole Swedish fan base just revolted. Uh, Although I will say we have, uh, we have gotten a lot of listeners from, from overseas. Yeah. I haven't checked the stats in a little while. So we've got at least the UK. Yes. um, And I do know that there were a couple in South America. Oh, the last time I checked. Those were new. Yeah. I'm very excited. Listen, even if it's 10 people listening, wherever you are, we're happy that you're here. Uh, so we're we're very excited. Uh, speaking of all of you wonderful people out there. <clears throat> oh, God. I, that coffee was really a terrible idea. It is wreaking havoc on my body. Um, wherever you are, we decided this week we would do a, an easy breezy, beautiful cover girl episode for you we we were like you know what it's christmas everyone deserves uh a little a little christmas joy so this week we decided we were going to take some listener questions and normally we do this in the mini-sode every week every single week in the mini mini microsode we answer listener questions but this week we are going to take all of our listener questions out to the macro sode the biggest sode <laughs> the the hugest sode the humongo sword. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it's gonna be called oh, from now no. on. It's the humongo sword. <laughs> but only if you say it like that. It has to be in the Swedish chef voice. <laughs> it's Christmas. That is a Christmas joke. It is a Christmas joke. It is from Muppet Family Christmas, my all-time favorite Christmas special. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Um I ask you this every episode. <laughs> Probably Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll I'll accept it's, that. It's pretty solid. I'll accept that. Are you a fan of like Christmas Vacation? No, not really. Really? I I've never seen it fully, so <gasps> I can't say that I'm a fan because I haven't actually seen the film all the way through. Okay, well, when we're done with this episode, I'm gonna turn it on, and you just say <laughs> whatever you want. I mean, it's an amazing movie. Chevy Chase is an asshole. <laughs> but everyone else in the movie is so fucking good. Okay. I don't really under you know, Chevy Chase is kind of a strange one to me because it's like all you hear are stories about how he's like a mega douche, like really like fucking dickhead piece of shit. Like everyone who's ever worked with him has been like Chevy Chase is a a horrible, like snail trail of a human. I'm like He's not that funny. So what was the what was the sacrifice for? 
I'm not really sure. You know what I mean? Like, you look at, because I've heard the same thing about Steve Martin, that he he can be very unkind. Not that he's as bad as Chevy Chase, but that he can be kind of unpleasant um, when he wants to be. Again, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. The the hamster is having a fit. (laughs) Um, But at least Steve Martin is, like, very talented. So it's like, well, even if he is an asshole, at least he's entertaining. Chevy Chase, it's like, who gives a shit about him? Like, who cares about Chevy Chase? I don't know. I certainly don't. I don't know. Uh, But I will say I do like Christmas Vacation. Okay. Uh, Oh, it's so funny. You've you've never... Haven't you ever seen the scene with the cat? Yes, I have seen the scene with the cat. Or the turkey? I have not seen the scene with the turkey. Oh, Sam Baxter. You need to watch the scene with the turkey. (laughs) Okay. I I won't say what I was going to say. Here's Pissy Miles digging her own grave. Uh, Yes. So this week on our our major, major macrosode, we are going to be uh, answering all of your questions. We did get quite a few, and I'm very excited about it. Are you excited to answer some listener questions, Sam Baxter? Yes, I am. Let's go. Oh, she is not wasting a second. She She was like, yes, and proceed. (laughs) You may begin now. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Sometimes I think about this. I, you know, I've been in the public eye for a while now. Not not famous. I, I definitely don't think that I am famous, but I'm definitely... In the public eye to a certain extent. And I'm much more used to uh, talking about my personal life in a very public way. Do you ever find still, because we've only been doing the podcast for a year, do you ever find yourself kind of feeling guarded about it? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm um, I'm still kind of learning how to do that. It's not easy all the time, but I try to remind myself that like, if they're listening a year in, it's because they like us. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> whatever I say, it's better to just be honest and, and to tell the real funny story. Because nine times out of ten, the answer is it's a funny story, especially in <laughs> our family. So it's just it's something I talk about all the time. You know, I did my TED talk about it that. It, you have to kind of find the humor and everything and it. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, how, you know, we all kind of have this perception of the world and how we fit in it. And I I guess it's so hard to articulate what I'm thinking of. You know how RuPaul always says, um, you know, none of this is real. Mm Mm-hmm. The the more I've been doing this, the more that becomes really, really true to me. Okay. And it's it's hard to describe. It's like when I meet people who are celebrities or who are famous or who I admire, um, I don't get starstruck anymore mm-hmm. because you kind of at a certain point have this realization of like, this is just life. Like... We're all just people. We're all having the same experiences. Uh, These people are just doing it publicly. And that's kind of where I've come to on the idea of fame, that it's like really kind of not real. Okay. 
No, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when you have that realization, it makes talking about these things so much easier because it's like, who gives a fuck? Who cares what anyone thinks of these stories? Because they're funny. And if they don't like them, then that's on them. I, that's kind of how I've have, I've come to uh, approach all these situations. Um, we have a question. This is from Sean Chavez. Oh, I, this is a new name to me. Um I'm I'm very I'm very excited to hear this. Hello, Sean. Welcome from wherever you're you're reaching out from. Uh Sean said, if you can be the final girl, a final girl's best friend, or killer in a horror movie, which one would you be and why? Well, I think you can nix the best friend immediately. I was just about to say die. that like you're definitely <laughs> dead if you're the yeah. best friend. Although the best friend has more fun. So it's like the best friend does have more fun. You, you, like shorter span but more highs you know what i mean yeah and is also likely to die in like either a really gruesome or really funny way you mean like a garage door yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah the best friend tends to bite it in a really really horrible way uh so you're nixing the best friend i'm nixing the best friend for me i don't want to take any choices away from you oh i believe me you couldn't (laughs) (laughs) so would you be the killer or the final girl It's a tough choice. It is a tough choice. Because you could be the Leslie Vernon. Yeah, I know. But like at the same time, the killer usually, quote unquote, dies at the end. Quote unquote. And the final girl usually at least gets like one badass line in before she kicks his ass. So I I think I would probably pick final girl. That's fair. And I could see you being a final girl. Well, thank you. I I, I think it's it's high time we had a lesbian final girl. (laughs) Has there ever been one? Not that I'm aware of, no. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Huh. Uh, I'm going to say the killer because <laughs> um, I've got a lot of pent up aggression. I, and obviously, in actuality, I don't want to kill anyone. But um, I I do think it would just be more fun. I, I think not having to live in the fear and anxiety of like what's going to happen yeah uh that's that's something that weighs heavily on me so it's like yeah maybe i'll die at the end maybe i won't maybe i'll be a a jason or a michael (laughs) um just get shot a bunch of times and then stand right up yeah it's like i'm gonna enjoy this ride i like i don't want to have to i don't want to have to spend the next two hours like worried and freaking out i want to i want to i want to be skin to the wind (laughs) That's how I feel. I would I definitely. Know, there's a lot of time management in being the killer. Like you have to be very efficient. I mean, that's true. I guess it depends on what kind of killer you are. You know what I mean? Like if you're ghost face and we've talked about this before, yeah. if you're ghost face, that's a hard job. But yeah, if you're Freddy Krueger, there's like, really not much work. Yeah, Ghostface has like an Excel spreadsheet of when he's going to pop out of closets and shit. So Exactly. And he has to wait for the right line and he has to set up the lines. It's like, he it, it's a lot of work. Ghostface is a lot of work. But, I mean, there are a lot of killers who like really don't put in much effort at all. Jason? He doesn't even <laughs> have to say anything. <laughs> Barely. He doesn't even have to run. He just gets to walk everywhere. Hit a few people against a tree. <laughs> Maybe take a, a a bullet or an arrow or two, and then he comes back for the next one. Yeah. He's the he's only one who's easy. been in almost every movie. Yes, that's true. All but two. Well, he's been in he was in one sort of, if you count the very end. The the um 
Is that Jason Goes to Hell? No, no, no. I meant... Um, oh, you mean the, the first, first one. one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which one's the one he's not in at all? Five. <clears throat> oh, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me so scared about Scream 5. I'm like, please don't do me dirty. This is always where the franchise <laughs> it's takes... It's like, we're trashing Ghostface. It's a completely new killer. We don't need this. <laughs> He's not going to do the phone thing anymore. We replaced no. Roger Jackson. Oh, my God. If Roger <laughs> Jackson didn't come back, I would never watch Scream again. I'd never watch the the miniseries. We're going to kill Sydney in the first 10 minutes. If they did. So this if this turns into Halloween Resurrection, I'm just going to be <laughs> I'm going to be like, nope, we're done. We're out. Scream has Scream ended at four and we're done. To be perfectly fair, I'm of the opinion that if they kill Sydney at all, I'm done after four. Even if they don't do it in five? Even if they don't do it in five, five will count. If they do it then in six, then six doesn't count. And anything past it. Basically, any scream past Sidney Prescott being alive does not count. Doesn't count. Okay. Do you feel the same way about Laurie Strode? Yes, I do. Even if it was done well? It would have to be done exceptionally well. And, like, the thing is, I don't think Michael's interesting without Lori. I mean, I tend to agree with you. I, although I will say, I I don't mind Halloween 4. Halloween 5 is pretty good. No, Halloween 4 isn't bad. Even 6 but, isn't isn't bad. But I just don't think it's as compelling as the Lori-Michael dynamic. I agree. You know, I know we've kind of had this conversation a little bit before, but... um. I wonder if they're going to bring back into the um, into the universe the idea that they're brother and sister. I don't think they are, because what would be the point of retconning it out if they're just going to say it again? Maybe they were testing the water. To Maybe see if people would go with it if he wasn't her brother. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I really am looking forward to Halloween Kills. So it's like. I, d- I don't know what to expect. I There is a part of me... I mean, because we know they have announced that the name of the last one is Halloween Ends. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of going into it knowing that something might happen that I'm going to be very upset with. Yeah, I'm kind of gearing up for being very, very upset. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I did that for Halloween 2018, too. I, I was... I was absolutely convinced they were going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis in the first one. Mm. And um, and they didn't. And they didn't. Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> so I'm, it's been two years. It's long enough. I'm cautiously optimistic that they have realized that what, however this ends, it has to be Michael and Lori. The only way that I will accept Lori Strode dying is if Lori Strode dies killing Michael Myers. And I mean, like, actually dead. Actually, like, he is out of the he is out like, of the Like, picture. she has killed him. Yes. How would we know that she killed him, though? She chopped his head off once, and it turned out it didn't work. Well, it wasn't him. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm kidding. That movie is, like, 20 years old. Um, yeah, so I guess I would I would be the killer if I, if I had to pick one of those roles. Thank you, Sean, by the way. And and nice to meet you because, again, you know, we have a couple questions on here from people who uh, we don't normally get questions from. And that 
to me is so fucking exciting. I love hearing from new voices and new people. So uh, nice to meet you, Sean. Welcome to the party. Birthday Jake. This is at Birthday Jake. Was this a uh, Twitter one? Uh, no, I think this was one we got by email. Oh, by email. Um, birthday Jake. Hello, Birthday Jake. Wel- welcome to the party. Uh, t- <laughs> birthday Jake said, do you have an out of left field movie that you totally love that people wouldn't assume you would watch? Does <laughs> Oh, there's... Oh, I guess this is all kind of part of the same question. Uh, do you have a, a totally out of left field movie that uh, that you totally love that people wouldn't assume you would watch? Does Sam love The Notebook? Does Pissy <laughs> love the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise? We must know. <laughs> do you have a movie that people would assume you didn't like that you do? I don't know. This is a hard <clears> one. <throat> it is a bit difficult. Yeah, You know, I bet I can name one for okay. you and you're gonna hate me for saying it oh no uh not the not the most recent movie mm-hmm. but the filmed stage production of cats <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i told I was, you you would hate I me i was 13 you if, if i turned it on right now you would sit and watch it probably <laughs> to be fair i would watch it as well um, um, I actually I, did see the most recent movie. I did watch it. You did? I did. I wanted to hate watch Did you watch, watch the butthole version? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Um, we are cats and we dance like we're cats. We have buttholes <laughs> and dance like we're cats. It's our butt. This is butts and it's butts. No, but I just... This, I this wanted is the Tina Belcher version. <laughs> I wanted to see just how bad it was. So me and Sarah, the first thing we did upon realizing that we had free access to HBO Max was watch Cats. Oh, Jesus. Because it was just, it was such a cultural touchstone. I needed to know how badly they'd fucked it up. (laughs) And like, it is, it might be the most frightening film I saw in 2020. (laughs) Like, like it beats out Host. It beats out anything else in the horror world that I watched. Like, Uncanny Valley, terrible CGI. But um, to actually answer the question... (laughs) I think um, I'm a sucker for like sappy sports movies. Like 61. Yeah, like 61. Basically, honestly, if it's baseball, I'm I'm, I'm extra sappy about it. But like, I like football movies too. Mm, like a but, Rudy kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, like I like a Rudy. Friday okay. Night Lights. Anything, I've never seen Friday Night anything Lights. Anything like that. Uh, Jess, I know Jess loves Rudy. Yes, she does. She named her cat Rudy, the first cat she got. <laughs> Um, she had a cat named Rudy and, uh, she like desperately wanted to go to Notre Dame, uh, the school, <laughs> Notre Dame. Yeah. I think it's Notre Dame when oh, you're talking the about shit the shit out of me. I'm so uncultured. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot that they speak French in wherever the fuck Notre Dame is. Indiana. Yeah. Indiana was so well known for its, its French quarter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I know that Jess does love Rudy. I actually did enjoy 61. 61 is a good movie. It's not bad. I mean, Mickey, uh, what's his name? Mickey Mantle? Mantle. Isn't that who it, what it's about? Mickey it's about Mantle. Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, yes. Yeah. Um, that whole story it's like now as an adult I don't know how much I'd really give a shit but when I was a kid and uh, like I watched it with dad and I think that was probably like the highlight of dad's life was getting me to watch <laughs> a movie about baseball. But um, 
I did enjoy it. I remember enjoying it, but I part of me wonders if Dad ever would have considered the fact that part of what made me enjoy it is that I thought that uh, the guy who played Roger Maris was hot. So <laughs> who knows? <clears throat> I was like probably like thirteen when that movie came out. Who knows? Um, I don't know if it comes as a shock. I, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely a sucker for um a romantic comedy. Like okay. I love the Family Stone. I love it, and I know that that's like offensive to some people. <laughs> But I do love it. I think it's such a good movie. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's very funny. I think it's really touching. I know that it's kind of just like emotional porn, but I'm still here for it. Another movie that I really love, this is like almost embarrassing. I don't want to say it's embarrassing. It's a great movie. And I think anyone who watches it would say it's a great movie. But um, one of my favorite movies that is not a comedy and not a genre specific horror movie Mm -hmm. is is schindler's list okay um and i say genre specific because it's it's not a horror movie but it is horrific it is horrific it is not a horror movie um i remember when i when i was in college there was like a week our cable our cable in my in my dorm got hbo and there was a week where they played schindler's list like every night at a certain time and it was like after 11 (laughs) and i would come home from rehearsal i would make dinner and i would watch schindler's list every night and my roommates would like come home from wherever they were and they would find me like sitting on the couch crying and watching schindler's list and they were like why are you doing this (laughs) And I was like, it's just so sad. <laughs> and it was like, I think they honestly thought that I had like, like gone cocoa for cuckoo poops. Like they were like, <laughs> she is out. Busy Miles has lost her fucking mind. Uh, but it really was like, I couldn't get out of th- the Holocaust has always been kind of a morbid fascination for me. Not in that. uh not in that I'm I'm trying to exploit it, but like I I like hearing real life testimonials and and things about it because it's like it's such an important history to remember and it's so important that we acknowledge it because there are still to this day so many fucking idiotic people who are Holocaust deniers and it's like in what fucking world in what fucking world uh. So yeah, I would say my my two my two surprising movies are Love uh not Love Actually, um The Family Stone and Schindler's List. <laughs> it's a hell of a holiday. You know movie. what actually what you should watch is there's a movie called Denial starring Rachel Weiss that's about um Holocaust was, deniers? Yeah, um oh. <clears throat> A Holocaust denier actually sued, I believe she was a professor of Jewish history, um, sued sued her for saying that the Holocaust was real. And they had to prove in court that the Holocaust happened. It's a really interesting story. You should watch the movie. It's really Is this based on a real thing? Yes. This really happened. And Rachel Weiss plays the woman who's a denier? No. She's the The professor. The professor. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I just don't 
I don't have it in me to try and argue with someone who's a Holocaust denier. It's like, if you can sit there and say you don't think it happened, I'm just going to pretend you don't exist. Because at that point, you have lost all merit in my eyes. It's like, I don't have a bone in my body that wants to talk to you anymore. Yeah, no, I I have a hard time thinking of like, a worse kind of person you could be. Well, a Nazi, like, I guess. <laughs> the yeah, wor- like, worse is, than is denying line, it happened is, is being the person so who did it. Distinct, really, between the two. Uh, well, I <laughs> like, guess not. I, I haven't found too many Holocaust deniers that were like overly supportive of the Jewish people, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> you know, like, like there aren't too many Holocaust deniers out there who don't like a good swastika armband. Yeah, I could imagine. So, <laughs> It's Didn't just this colorful. question go the way you I know, were hoping? I know. Birthday is like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who? Uh, this was not what it's I like was I expecting. Asked this lighthearted question, and they got to the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> oh He's like, "Do you like Fast and the Furious?" I'm like, "The funny thing about Schindler's List." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to keep it lighthearted here on my spooky game. You know what it is? Is we've been doing unsolved mysteries for six weeks, and I think we're just we're programmed now to be like everything is awful, and everything is terrible, <laughs> everything is awful. <laughs> yeah, it, I definitely have that in my brain where it's like I just I always go to like the darkest fucking spot because we we have done we have talked about some really yes, tonight. On the mini-sode when we were recording it, it was like, Jesus Christ, when we when we started reviewing that fucking show. Um, so thank you, Birthday Jake. We do appreciate you writing in, and we hope that you'll uh, send us more questions, because we love to answer them. Our next several questions are from Nate K. Okay. Hello, Nate, and welcome to the party. Um, Nate says... Hello, Sam and Pissy. I'm a dedicated fan. Thank you so much for the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, I love every minute of it and never want it to end. <laughs> this is like getting a little bit scary. I'm like, did I, did we say it was going to end? Did I did I did I make it sound like that was where we were going? Um, I was wondering if you could do um a mini or full episode about being a Wiccan. I just started looking into it and I thought it would be cool if you dove more in depth into the religion. That's his, that's uh, their first question. I'm sorry if I, if I fucked up your pronouns, Nate. Um, I would love to do a, uh, a, an episode about witchcraft. I personally do not describe myself as Wiccan. Uh, I don't really, um, I'm not involved in a, a larger group of of witches, so uh, Wiccan kind of is on the the uh, peripheral of of my religious situation. <laughs> I I tend to just describe myself as as uh, pagan, which is a really a kind of a catch all term for for my witchcraft. It's like being a non denominational Protestant. It's just yeah. <laughs> Just like might be a Methodist, might be a Lutheran. No, I'm not really Who sure. Cares? Don't have the time to figure it out. <laughs> and not gonna. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do a, a witchcraft episode. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. I will say, uh, Nate, if you're looking for an episode that does talk a lot about witchcraft, you might want to check out our uh, our episode from last Halloween. It was it was an episode about Samhain, and we do talk quite a bit about. Um, some of the witchcraft we we practice, but we've never really gone into into really extreme depth uh, uh, about our witchcraft. 
you and I, uh, you're you're the person I practice the most with, um, because I tend to be kind of a solitary witch when I'm doing things. Even with David, who has expressed an interest in um, doing spells and and ritual work with me, uh, we don't do a lot of things together. Yeah, no, I am. Um, <clears throat> I'm a bit solitary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have my altar. I leave my offerings. I'm. Yeah. I ask for things and I don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of spell work to be perfectly honest with you. Like I don't, I don't practice spell work that much. I'm more of a, more of a hedge witch. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like owning things that have intention and I, I like using things for certain correspondences. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't actually do all that much spell work. I don't do a ton of spell work, but I, I mean, I do do a bunch of, there's actually (laughs) sitting right next to you is one of my, my fucking spells (laughs) over there. Um, I, I did that one. You know, I, here's my, here's my thing about spell work. I think that the wording and the, uh, I don't want to say intention because it's not really intention. The wording has to be very specific because mm-hmm. you can get into kind of some really hairy shit when it comes to spells at least in in the way I have learned to do to practice witchcraft um because you have to cons- like there have been times when someone I've been talking to someone and they were like oh well could you do a a spell to help me you know get this job and it's like I always say to them I'm like no I can't because and I'll tell you why, um, because I do believe that you have to be careful with your spells when you when you do things like that. You kind of create like the witch's version of the butterfly effect. Yeah, you know what I mean. So when someone says to me, "Will you do a spell so I'll get this job?" the answer is always no. But I will do a spell to help you give the best interview you possibly can. You know what I mean? Like, I will do spell work to help you uh, better yourself to the best extent, but I won't do spell work to specifically give you something because it might not be what you're meant to have. Yeah. No, and it might not be what the universe is willing to give you. Exactly. And so I, I don't like to fuck with the universe that way. I, I'm very, very uh, discerning when it comes to the, my spell work. The only spells that I've done that I think kind of toe the line of maybe fucking with things they shouldn't have are protection spells. Mm. Uh, like I said, I, I don't like to fuck with other people's karma and I don't like to fuck with other people's opportunities but when someone is really doing some hard shit I have done some spells to be like nope we're nipping this one in the bud uh I actually did one there's one over there and I won't tell you who I I did this about but I did a binding spell on someone who I used to be very close with um and I happened to have a little uh, this is just an example of a spell I've done I I happened to have a little enamel pin that they had given me as a present and it was the only thing that I had that I could think of that they had ever given to me and when this person was doing some really really horrible things I did a binding spell with a uh a 
a black candle and, you know, obviously you have to uh, state your intention and you have to focus your energy and, and, you know, when you light the candle and when you start this. And I put the candle on top of the enamel pin in a bowl and I lit the candle and I let it burn all the way down so that the wax covered the enamel pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have yet to bury it, which is technically the completion of the spell. <laughs> But I do think that in general, you know, as far as spell work goes, the spell is essentially complete. Uh, And little things like that, you know, I think magic like that should be used sparingly. That's kind of my uh, that's my take on on that kind of magic. And I'm sure you're the same way. I don't even know if you've ever done magic of that sort. Um, I've done like wardings and things like that. that yeah, kind of I mean, doing level. wards in your house and th- like you helped me put up wards in my yeah. apartment when I moved in, and I have renewed them since. There have been nights, you know, I I've talked in the past about situations where I had an uncomfortable presence in my apartment. Um, not that I, uh, not that anything was ever necessarily malicious, but it did make me uncomfortable. And uh, I got a bad feeling from it. And so, like, there have been nights where, like, David was sleeping and I got out my shit and was like, here here we go. Everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to go home, but you can't stay You can't stay, stay here. here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the kind of witchcraft. Is there anything I didn't touch on? That, I don't think so. That you want to talk about before I move on? No, I don't think so. Nate also said another topic I would be interested in as a further is a further explanation of your disliking of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, Am I a sucker for loving The Conjuring? I'm not a fan of the sequels, but I do like the Annabelle spinoffs. Here's what I will say. I think that they are people with the best intentions. I don't dislike Ed or Lorraine Warren. But I do think that they're, and I'm talking about the real Ed and Lorraine Warren, not yeah. the Ed and Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring or any of any of that series. Um, Ed and Lorraine in real life, I do think had the best intentions, but this is something where it's like, when it comes to, uh, you know, clairvoyance and things like that these are traditions and uh, i i want to say skills to a certain extent that are passed down through a, a, a lot of times pagan groups and people with pagan beliefs and it's always kind of interesting to me when when those when those practices meet christianity yeah because they kind of become a little bit muddled and in some cases at least and this is totally from my perspective i i i don't want to say anything that would be uh rude or or misleading but um it kind of comes off as charlatanism to me my biggest problem with Ed Lorraine Warren is that even when certain things they investigated like the Amityville horror were proven and confirmed to be hoaxes. They still insisted that they weren't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it makes me question their credibility. And that's basically where I'm, what it comes yeah. down to. <laughs> I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's like there were, there were actual psychics who were brought to that, that same, uh, 
kind of gathering at the Amityville Horror House. Yeah. Um, and all of them were like, I don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah. And then you had Ed and Lorraine Warren kind of insisting that there was evil, there was demonic presence, there was... And it's like, again, it gets into that kind of... Uh, that kind of Christian imagery where it's like, oh, the demons and the the hellfire and the, you know, whatever. And it's like, I am not saying by any means that Christians who practice clairvoyance are charlatans, but in my experience, a lot of the people who were charlatans were the people who were coming at it from that angle. Um, and so that's kind of why I love the movies about Ed and Lorraine Warren. I find them very entertaining. But when it comes to the actual things that they did in practice, I always kind of, you know, I. You take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I always kind of keep my distance a little bit. I would love to go see their haunted museum. You know, I would love to be able to walk through there and, and look at all this stuff because who knows, maybe they really did have a few things that were uh you know, haunted or, or whatever. But um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of my explanation. And absolutely not. You should, you, uh, you are not a, uh, you are not a, a sucker for loving those movies because I love those movies. And I know that you did too, right? Yeah, no, I really liked The Conjuring. The Conjuring is great. I actually did like The Conjuring too. I didn't think it was quite as good as the first one. Um, I liked The Nun better in... The Conjuring 2 than I liked her in The Nun. Yeah, no. The the Conjuring 2 was a better film than The Nun. Yes. <laughs> and Valak was scary up until yes. the end. Like that was a that was a really well done scare. Um Yeah, and I liked the Annabelle movies. I liked Annabelle Homecoming. I thought that one was really good. You know, uh, I actually haven't seen any of the Annabelle movies. Really? Yeah, I haven't even watched the first one. I actually don't think I've seen the first Annabelle either, but I did see Annabelle Homecoming. And that one is good. It has some good scares in it. I keep looking for the original because I don't want to watch the sequels before I watch the first one. I mean, it's not like... I I think if you watch them out of order, you wouldn't be lost. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I did like Homecoming. So I think if you wanted to watch it, I could recommend it. I have not seen... Uh, I have not seen the original Annabelle, so I don't know what it's like, but I imagine if it's anything like Homecoming, it probably has some good jump scares. Okay. That's what I'll say about that. I mean, I'm up for a creepy doll movie. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Watch Trilogy of Terror. Um, And finally, Nate says, another random comment is on the Disney episode. Have you seen the Disney short on Disney Plus called Out? Looking forward to your response. Uh, I'm actually really sorry to say that I haven't. I believe, though, I believe that that's the one about the young boy who uh, he you can see like his heart and it like flutters when he sees this other little like not little boy, but like young, like probably like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about kind of, uh, you know, queerdom in, in young people. I hadn't. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it, but I have heard it's a very sweet short. Um, maybe that's what I'll do tonight. Maybe after after we're done, I'll just turn it on real quick and <laughs> uh, I'll write Nate a message and be like, "I did watch it and I cried." Like that's the that's the thing. Do you have a favorite Pixar short? 
I think it's the same one as yours, so I don't Presto? Wanna yeah, it's Presto is the best short ever. <laughs> I think it is the funniest. I remember again, this was with my roommates in college. We all shared an apartment, uh, an on campus apartment. And th- this is the same roommates who would come home and find me like sobbing on the couch watching Schindler's List. We watched Wally together one night, and the the short before Wally was this short Presto, and it's about uh a bunny. And a magician, the magician has this like magic hat that actually works. So it like, it will reach out the other end and uh, he can like pull things out of his hat that he normally wouldn't be able to. And he's about to feed the rabbit and then he ends up having to go on stage. So the rabbit just spends the entire time like begging him for a carrot and he like won't give the bunny a carrot. He's like, just do the show. And the shit that happens is so fucking funny. I laughed until I cried watching that <laughs> short. Did you have the same experience? It was it was very good. I thought it was very funny. I just thought it was like, it was quintessential Pixar short. It was like cute and funny and kind of sweet and it was like it was like noises off the Pixar short. It was so <laughs> farcical and ridiculous. I loved it. Um, so thank you, Nate. I, I, I will absolutely give out a watch, uh, and I'm very excited to watch it because, uh, obviously we don't get to see a lot of queer representation on Disney plus <laughs> <laughs> and Jen Wittick. We have the return of Jen Wittick. I have said many, many times in our, uh, in our mini sods, how much I appreciate getting questions from Jen because she always finds a really good question to send into <laughs> us. Uh, and so I always appreciate getting them from her. Jen says, since Broadway has lost originality, her words, <laughs> <laughs> not that I disagree, but I was like, you, you know, somebody's going to be writing it and being like, Pissy Miles said that Broadway lost its originality. Uh, So uh, since Broadway has lost originality and seems to only produce new musicals based on movies, what horror movies would you like to see made into a musical? Oh. Oh, this is a tough one. Jen always comes through with the the, like (laughs) killer question. First of all, I want to address something. I think Jen is 100% correct. Uh, I, I, it makes me insane that all of the new musicals are based on movies. I'm like, did we need a Tootsie musical? The answer yeah, is no. Really makes sense. Like, it was fucking stupid. And frankly, I, I thought it, it, like, it took a semi-sexist story and made it a little more sexist than what they did in the music. It was stupid. But, um... <laughs> Yes, I do agree that Broadway has lost a lot of originality. What horror movie would I love to see made into a musical? You know what actually would be really great since I mentioned it? What? Trilogy of Terror. (laughs) A musical about a killer tribal doll and just like, imagine the ballads. I would love to see a trilogy of terror uh, musical. I can't think. Pet Cemetery would probably be a good musical. That would be interesting, yeah. Pet Cemetery would be a really interesting musical. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick on the Stephen King 
I was going to say, almost, almost any Stephen King project would probably be good. Yeah, The Shining would actually probably, and like, not in a funny way, like, it probably would be like an interesting musical. I'd be interested to see how they did that. <laughs> that would be really fucking uh, out there. That would be a weird musical. Yeah, I have no idea how they would do the elevators. That would be interesting. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can't imagine. Just spray the audience with blood. <laughs> it's like Gallagher. <laughs> By the way, is a crazy Trumper. Did you know that? I did not know that. I, I was like, woof. Apparently, he is like a hardcore conservative. Like crazy, crazy conservative. The guy who used to get paid to smash watermelons on stage? Yeah. Yeah. He wants me to pull myself up by my bootstraps, does he? <laughs> get a job that gives you health insurance. Oh, okay, gal. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, there's so many good. You know what I would love to see as a movie musical? Or not a movie musical, a regular musical. Zombievers. <laughs> and I can't believe that we haven't talked about that movie before on the podcast. Have you ever seen it? No, I have. Sam Baxter. How dare you? Zombievers is the best movie ever made. <laughs> I believe that based on the title. <laughs> I want to say it's exactly what it sounds like, but I don't think it is. Do you have one? Do you have a, a a horror movie that would be a good musical? I want it to be a creature feature, mm. but I don't want it to be Jaws because I don't think that you can do Jaws as a musical. I so, disagree. So I'm going to say Jaws 3. <laughs> <laughs> We're skipping right to the good shit. Jaws, and it would be in 3D. It would be in 3D. It would be like Little Shop. Yes, it would be great. The shark mm. has a ballad. It'd be great. I guess that's kind of uh, a good example. Little Shop is a movie that was made into a musical. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Attack can't... of the Killer Shrews is next. Attack of the what? Attack of the Killer Shrews. What is that? It's an old B movie. Huh. It's exactly what it sounds like. I can't even imagine. I would love to see a ghost movie turned into a musical. That would be an interesting one to pull off. That would be interesting. It's probably the only thing they haven't made The Haunting of Hill House into yet. <laughs> a musical? A musical. I think it's the only form of media that that story hasn't been told in. Someone has to get on this. I mean, that's fair. I can't think... I, I'm, I'm sure there must be other horror movies that would be good uh, musicals. I can't think of one off the top of my head. How about... Uh, the dreaded vampire hunters or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, the fearless vampire hunters. The fearless hunters. vampire hunters. They should they, make that into a musical. They did do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dance of the Vampires and it was both wonderful and terrible. And terrible. It, was, it was the best worst musical ever made. It was just fun. Like, it, was, it was stupid, but it was fun. If you like camp, that musical is the epitome. Epitome. Of ridiculous. It's like watching like a Mel Brooks movie reject with music. But like a Mel Brooks movie that Mel, that Mel Brooks did not write. Yes, exactly. That's what that's what Dance of the Vampires was. It, if you don't know Dance of the Vampires, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that the full show is on YouTube. I would not be surprised if that was the case. And it is 
worth it. <laughs> Go watch it. It's, Two and a half hours of your life well spent. Yeah. <laughs> it is starring um, Michael Crawford of Phantom of the Opera fame. He was the original Phantom of the Opera. Um, Renea Bourgeois is in it. He was the French chef in the Little Mermaid movie. Les poissons, les poissons. <laughs> Uh, he was the voice of the the French chef in The Little Mermaid. Um, Mandy Gonzalez is in it. You may know her from Hamilton or In the Heights. Uh, she has gone on to become a veritable Broadway star. Uh, but at the time, she was just in Dance of the Vampires. <laughs> um, Max von Essen was in it. He was kind of a, not, not a huge name, but a big broad. If you were into Broadway, you had heard of Max von Essen. Asa Summers was in it. He was in Taboo and, and a bunch of other musicals. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, Liz McCartney was in it. Uh, she was amazing in it. Leah Hawking was in it, um, <laughs> who is another kind of, if you're really into Broadway from the, you know, late 80s through early 2000s, you've probably heard of Leah Hawking. Um, oh, what's his name that played Liz McCartney's husband? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> it's killing me. Um, I, I, God, I can't remember his name. But I do know that he You're was... You're going to be the first person to Google Dance of the Vampires original cast this year. <laughs> Even the internet is like, It's like, what? do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Computer says no. Uh, he was the... That can't be right. Ron Orbach. Oh, it is Ron Orbach. Ron Orbach was the original... Uh, he was... Uh, Chagall in this, who is Liz McCartney's husband in the show. Um, he he was a, it was a kind of a a a, a highfalutin cast. It was, I mean, I don't think the show ran for more than like two months. It ran longer than that because we went to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Not once, but two times. Two times. <laughs> do it uh we saw it twice because i remember we saw it and we saw it with jess and carmen yeah and we came out and we were like that was great and they were like that was horrible (laughs) that was offensively bad and i think that's how you know that like you either have you have an appreciation for camp or you just don't because (laughs) that was camp as fuck (laughs) Yes, it was. It was camp as fuck. It was calf. <laughs> um, so if you have not ever seen Dance of the Vampires, absolutely, like, tonight, go on uh, YouTube and look up Dance of the Vampires' uh, full show. It's hysterical. It's like the Troll 2 of Broadway. It's like, <laughs> it's, it really is. <laughs> like, and I'm saying that with the knowledge that Carrie the musical exists. Which apparently was very good and starred Betty Buckley. Did it really? Yes, Betty Buckley was, was the mother. Oh, okay. Not as Carrie. Say. She was not Carrie. She I was, was gonna say. she was the mom. I also found out that um a friend of Betty mine Betty Buckley was born 80 years old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she has if you listen to her singing Memory in the 19 uh, yeah. uh Tony Awards, she has one of the most phenomenal voices I've ever heard in my entire life. It's like Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Betty Buckley. Like, honest to God. <laughs> no, honest I to God. You. She is just like, her voice 
cuts through you to like the the core of your person. And um, I recently found out that we have a mutual friend, and I was like, and you, you? were immediately like, how can I exploit this for my? Own <laughs> I said I said to my friend, I was like, you need to invite me to your Christmas party when Betty is going to be there. Um so that is that is my story with with Betty Buckley. Not I have no stories with Betty Buckley, but I do love her dearly. Uh and you should too. So I, I you know, I wonder if Carrie is on YouTube, the musical. I don't know. We should look into that. I know that the music is very good. I've heard some of the music before, and it is phenomenal. Uh, okay. Did you know that there's an Evil Dead musical? I did know that, yes. I wish to God I had seen it. I I really do too. <laughs> I really wish I'd seen it. I would pay good money to um, go back in time and watch Evil Dead the musical. <laughs> I, I don't even remember the name of the fucking song. But there's there's a song in it that's like My Zombie Girlfriend or something like that. It's It's... it's <laughs> It's very funny. I listened to it to it one time when it when it was out and it was it was very very funny. I love that. But, but yeah, no, Evil Dead the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Evil Dead the Musical. Um there's another really good if you're looking for a, a horror musical that you haven't uh hit you, you might want to try Bat Boy. Bat Boy is kind of a a weird one. Um, I, I don't know if I would call it horror, but it's kind of horror adjacent. Mm. Um, I do know that Sasha Valore was very heavily inspired by it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you were to look at the artwork from the show, you would see it in Sasha Valore. Um, I know that it it was something that she really liked. Uh you might also want to check out, I don't know if this counts as a musical. Do you remember the show Dad took us to see at the New Victory Theater, Shockheaded Peter? I have vague memories of this. I remember nothing about. I the remember show. being horrified by it, but like, it was meant to be kind of a horror fairy tale. Okay. Um. Definitely look up Shockheaded Peter. I know that it's based on, like, a folklore kind of mm-hmm. situation like there was already a story called shock-headed peter or there it, it wasn't shock-headed peter it was something peter um I, I i can't remember i don't know enough about it to talk about it eloquently in any way but you should look up shock-headed peter i know that the music was very strange it was it was very there was an accordion <laughs> 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 and that is the grounds in any uh in any situation for a strange show well, we have come to our final, final question. This is from another patron, by the way. This is from uh, Cece, who was uh, at our sleepover tonight, which was very exciting. I always love. We got to meet her dogs, uh, Noah, Noah and Noah. Leroy. Yeah. And I, I was saying how much I love dogs that have human names. And I really wasn't fucking kidding. <laughs> I love when animals have like like average person names. <laughs> I, and the example I gave that I really truly love is Karen Kilgariff from My Favorite Murder has a dog named George. And I think that is just the best fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, if I ever have a dog, it's going to be named like, like, like Greg. I, I would love a dog named Greg. 
Don't you think that's that's like kind of adorable? I love that his name is Leroy. Like, come on, that's a great name for a it dog. It is a great name for a dog. Oh, come on, Leroy. Uh Cece said, I love hearing stories from when you were young. How did the, oh no, how did the hierarchy go with the five spooplings when you were kids? For example, who was the quote unquote boss? Who was the quote unquote scapegoat? And who was always in cahoots, always had each other's backs, etc." And she said lots of X's and O's. This is, uh, <laughs> this depends on... Who you ask. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, think. I think I think this is a question that all five of us would probably answer differently. <laughs> yeah, and it also depends on the context of the situation. Like, when it comes to just a general hierarchy, it was always, like, age order. Yeah, no, Jess was definitely Jess was first, you were second, I was third, and Bob was fourth, Kevin was fifth. I was frequently also absent from whatever... <laughs> was happening i was usually in my room reading a book so. i mean to a, to an extent you got involved in some of the shenanigans yeah occasionally especially when we were kids you you uh you were you 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 were a, a free spirit <laughs> um when it comes to other things like like uh, uh, just off the top of my head i'm like well you and I were often in cahoots. Yeah. Like you and I were often kind of a pairing. But then as we got older, Jess and I were always kind of a pairing. Like, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before about J&J Incorporated. <laughs> Have we ever I mean, talked I think about- we've mentioned it, but I don't know how in-depth we went. It kind of became a thing because Jess and I have always kind of had similar interests. And, and uh, like I said, always had kind of a similar sense of humor and... Uh, a sensibility and so whenever we would like play games Jess and I were always a team and so if if we were playing like Monopoly and I went out early as I always did I would merge with Jessica (laughs) and we would become which is totally how the rules work by the way Uh, oh yeah absolutely and then the worst part of it is that uh we kept all of our money and properties yeah and Jessica is like, she is like a real estate tycoon when it comes to Monopoly. Like, she is ruthless. Yeah. And so, giving her double the resources for no real reason made us J&J Incorporated. We were basically like the Trumps of Monopoly. We were terrible. We were a horrible, horrible fucking... Uh, group. So Jessica put Bob in jail because he passed to go and he tried to take $200 from the thing <laughs> and she said he was stealing from the bank. She, she accused him of stealing from the bank and sent him to jail. Yes. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. And those were always kind of the shenanigans we got into. Bob, Kevin, and I were more like the meandering oddballs. Like we got into the most trouble. Bob, yeah. Kevin, and I. Uh, and usually together, I will say, we did the most bizarre things. We had, we, we, I, I can't even explain it. But the nice thing is we always kind of flowed as a unit. Like, even, even when things got rough and when things were kind of not optimal, uh, we always kind of survived it as a unit. 
Yeah. And that's kind of the that that honestly is and not to be too sentimental because I, I you know that's not really what we're here for but um that is one of the things that I am like the most grateful for in my whole life is that like we have been through so much stupid shit like we have gone through a lot of just bullshit in our lives and the the way we've gotten through it has always been together and uh i'm very grateful to have all of you guys in my life i am too i actually have a tattoo of our initials on my arm you do i actually would there's a part of me that would love to get that tattoo somewhere but um i'm very fat (laughs) and i'm worried that if i lose weight it'll just become like a flag <laughs> I've put tattoos on a hiatus in my life for a little while. Um yes, I am very grateful for for our family and uh it's one of the things that brings me the most joy in my whole life. So that said, I yeah, I guess it really depends on who you ask. Like if you look at it from the perspective of like mom. Yeah. You know, there were always uh, mom always like five equal opportunity chances for disaster. Yeah. Equal opportunity (laughs) chances for disaster. But mom also kind of (laughs) notoriously uh, picked a favorite. (laughs) Yes, pissy. And who would that have been? I can't imagine who it would have been. (laughs) She told us on Easter. Frankly. To my face. She told me. Not terribly uncertain terms. No, like, like said she, that I was she said her favorite. That, like you were her favorite on Easter. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't her favorite in that she didn't like anyone else. It was just that Mom and I had a very close relationship. I know. Um. Yeah. So that that's where it gets a little a little <laughs> muddy. It depends on who you ask. Because if you're asking, like Dad. I yeah. think that you and Jess definitely are the top of the hierarchy on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob, Kevin, and I each kind of take turns <laughs> cycling, <laughs> through. cycling through the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Depending this on is Dad's playing mood. Three card Monty with you. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Who am I mad at today? It's Bob's turn. It's Bob's turn. <laughs> um, yeah, Dad definitely. Dad, uh, and again, our. Our father loves all of us. Yes. But um, yeah, dad definitely, dad gets mad at me, Bob and Kevin, kind of on a regular basis. Uh, you and Jess, he's always been a little more kind to. No, he gets disappointed in me, which is much worse. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I don't get the yelling. I get the, I know you can do better than that. And that must and that's be just terrible. A punch to the gut every time. Yeah, yeah. Dad and I, Dad and I have always had kind of a, a a crazy relationship. But God knows, I love him. One of these days, we do have to find a way to get him on this podcast. I'm telling you, we're gonna have to like. There's going to have to be some kind of like substance involved. In this. <laughs> we roofie him, <laughs> and I just move no, his mouth. I think we just give him a couple brownies. You know, like mm. just like two brownies. Two full brownies? Yeah. I think it would take that much. You think? Yeah, I think it would take a lot. Jesus Christ. He grew up in the 70s. His tolerance has to be pretty high. (laughs) 
<laughs> He'll never admit it, but I'm sure that he like smoked pot when he was younger. No, and he's never going to admit it because he can't admit it now. No. Well, I guess he could, like, whenever it becomes legal again, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Dad also likes, like, a very dry white wine. And I'm like, you have the most bizarre taste of a human I've ever met. (laughs) I hate white wine. See, I like white wine, but I like like the sweeter varieties of white wine. I hate them. That's fine. I hate white you wine. Don't have, you don't have I, to like I it. like white wine sangria, but it's because it's very sweet. I prefer red wine, but I can, I can get that. I will take wine. a Pinot Noir <laughs> any day. I really do. Pinot Noir is my favorite, favorite, favorite um, wine. I, and I'm not a huge drinker. I don't drink very often. But, it, you know, that's why, like, I love Thanksgiving because that's the best time of year to get Pinot Noir. That's like the Pinot season. Um <laughs> And so having a Pinot Noir at Thanksgiving is always kind of a welcome, a welcome little nicety. Indeed. You like, you tend to like your uh, whiskey. Yes, I would prefer whiskey whenever possible. I never really liked whiskey until you taught me how to drink it. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a shot. No, it's not a shot. I mean, I guess it could be a shot. It can be like, I, I certainly know people who treat it as a shot. But, like, when you get, like, a really nice whiskey, you're not supposed to just, like, huff it back. Yeah, it's supposed to be savored. Yes, you're supposed to kind of sip it. It's not supposed to be, you know, because if you just chuck it all down your throat at once, yeah, no, it tastes like paint cleaner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, like, we all kind of, especially in America, we come from this kind of uh, culture of, like, we drink just to get drunk. Yeah. And it's not like that in other parts of the world. So learning that there was like a specific way to drink whiskey was like, oh, my God, this actually tastes like something. Yeah, you can you can actually like those stupid. I always used to think it was so stupid. and I still think it's stupid with wine because I'll be the first person to admit that I am like I am. I have shit taste in wine. <laughs> like I have totally shit taste in wine. Yeah. Um, But. Like, the first time I tried whiskey and was like, oh, I can actually see all of these stupid things that it says on the bottle (laughs) that it says they're there. It's like, oh, okay, I am tasting a little vanilla. Okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. Oh, this does have paint thinner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this, I didn't chug it, but it still tastes like paint. Oh, this is a Benjamin Moore whiskey. paint thinner. Yes. Um. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for sending in your questions. We definitely do appreciate it. Maybe, maybe every six months or so we'll do a listener questions episode. But if you want to be able to send in questions on a regular basis and hear them answered on the podcast, you can head on over to uh, patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily. We, uh, we answer listener questions every single week in our mini, mini microsodes. So uh, we hope that you all had a very happy holiday season. Happy belated Hanukkah to anyone who may have been celebrating happy yule merry christmas happy kwanzaa and uh every other happy 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 to whatever holiday you are celebrating this season we wish you all of the best and don't think that i'm not putting in this the sleigh bells through the end of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) so that is it for us tonight uh happy happy holidays we'll see you next time and until then stay spoopy and remember is it your feeling and confused? It must be 
My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from Dance of the Vampires written by Jim Steinman, Michael Coons, and David Ives. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel.